Listen, I'm going to be transparent about something. I love whiskey, not going to lie. For years, I would wind down at the end of the night with an old-fashioned or two or sometimes three. It helped take the edge off after a stressful day as a business owner, a partner, and a dad. And while I loved my chill nighttime routine, I started to really take notice of the next day effects it had on me. If I didn't wake up with a hangover, I simply wasn't as sharp the next day. I was sluggish and I lacked that that laser-focused clarity that I had built all my business success upon. It was gone. So I stopped cold turkey. But then I still had a hard time winding down at the end of a long day and an even harder time falling asleep and staying asleep. Entrepreneurs know that feeling when your body wants to go night-night, but your brain is still running 100 miles per hour. Yeah, that was me. And then I found Rebel Rabbit Seltzer. Their cannabis-infused high seltzers are individually packaged cans that are all-natural, low-calorie, and just enough cannabis to do the job without turning you into a zombie. It gives me the ability to wind down and recover after a stressful day, but without any of the aftermath that alcohol and full-blown THC would cause. I don't feel hungover. I don't get the munchies or any of that. It's just a calm, euphoric feeling that allows me to return to 100% the next day. If you're looking for a healthier and more productive way to shut down at the end of the night, I cannot recommend Rebel Rabbit enough. They have a variety of different flavors and strengths, so you could choose the one that's best for you. And right now, Rebel Rabbit is offering 20% off your next purchase when you apply our discount code GYMTALK20 at checkout. That's GYMTALK20. Visit their website at drinkrebelrabbit.com, order a variety pack, and take the edge off without paying the productivity tax tomorrow. You can also use the store locator tool to find a retail spot near you. Guys, I'm telling you, Rebel Rabbit has been a game changer. I hope it's one for you as well. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and this is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Can you find the white space? Are you able to look at the market that you're in, the business model that you want to create, the various fitness models that are within the businesses that you're competing with? Are you able to find that white space? So there's a a new four-part course inside of Microgym University that's dropping called How to Create Your Own Unique Belief in Fitness. This is something I have, I've coined this term, a UBF, Unique Belief in Fitness. Um, I've talked about the white space. I've got a bunch of free content on YouTube on this. I've done podcasts on this. So there is plenty of stuff out there if you're not enrolled in MGU or you just not be a cheap fuck and spend 50 bucks. Um, But I want to talk about the white space because this applies to every industry, every business. When you are, uh, let's say you have opened a business or you're planning to open a business. Let's say that business is in the fitness brick and mortar scene. Your largest opportunity exists in exploiting the white space. Okay. What is the white space? The white space are the gaps in between the prevalent popular models that are in existence today, okay? And every every successful brand and model has its own set of strengths and weaknesses. There are things that are great that make it work and why it's successful, but there's also vulnerabilities and weaknesses there that can be identified. Man, if they only did this, I bet you would be better. Or why don't they do it like this? It's... I mean, it's incredible. Like, I see this right now in the sauna space like crazy. I was talking with um, a, uh, a high-up exec over at Sweat House, and you know, he goes ahead and he jumps in and out and tries other sauna brands, as he should. 
And there's one particular sauna brand. And when I say sauna brand, I don't mean like an at-home sauna. I'm talking commercial businesses that let you go in and rent your own private sauna and cold plunge by the half hour, hour, whatever it is. Well, there's one brand out there that's doing well. They don't provide showers. They literally give you like these uh, like dude wipes, like, like wipes that you wipe your body off with after being in a sauna. Right, like that, and they're, they were one of the early models, like one of the early brands to the scene. And you know, one of their weaknesses is this: they have they did not build out the infrastructure for showers and things like that. So now their competitors, brands like Sweathouse, come in. They see that, and now they can take advantage of that opportunity. That is a direct vulnerability of their predecessor of that that first model. Okay, so that's what a white space is. A white space is looking at like the current existing models and there's gaps in between them to make them different. So for example, Orange Theory and CrossFit, those are two existing businesses. Those are two different fitness models, but they are the same business model. The business model being a micro gym. Again, you know, the difference between fitness models and business models, I've done some podcasts on this. That course is also an MGU, go get educated. but. You know, those two fitness models, there's a big gap. CrossFit, highly complex, intimidating. Orange Theory caters to starter fitness, right? Very uh, predictable, consistent, mon- you know, kind of a mundane workout after a while. There's pros and cons to both. You can't get strong enough at Orange Theory right? But it's too intimidating. CrossFit might be too intimidating. You guys know, you could sit there and list out all the pros and cons, the strengths and weaknesses of these two models. Well, what exists in the middle? Well, in the middle have been a ton of brands that have popped up that have done really well. Basecamp, Alchemy 365, Metabolic, Urban Movement. I mean, like, and there's plenty of them that are, you know, I'm, I'm not mentioning it right now, but um, that have done a great, great job exploiting that box and flow did a great job of that like finding the white space between existing models but guys you can only exploit that white space if you're aware of it and how do you become aware of it how do you how do you really understand where the vulnerabilities of the current predominant models are by going to them by taking field trips by traveling around, I was literally, uh, Evan Lindsay, I had him on the podcast. He He's the franchisee of uh, Three Metabolics. He's also an incredible fitness, he's a business coach as well in the fitness industry. A colleague of mine, he was having a mastermind out here um, on the lake out in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he invited me out uh, for the night to have a little happy hour cocktails with people and just talk and shop with everybody. And, it was, you know, his clients, you know, they're all smart guys. They're working with Evan, right? And it was so, you know, hearing all of them talk about how they frequently go and do field trips and look at other models. Like when they go to a city for something, like one guy with him, his, his girlfriend had a race or something in another city. And they took a whole, they always take a day out, no matter where they're going. They take a whole day to investigate other models and, and seeing them more than once. It was like, oh yeah, I was at an Orange Theater one time. Oh yeah, where? Uh, I was, uh, you know, um, in Cleveland, Ohio. Cool. So that's the only one you've ever seen, ever. Yeah. Well, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. Not exactly. From a layout perspective, yes, because they're a franchise. 
But I'm telling you, like if you really want to exploit the white space and find the opportunities within these successful models, you can't just look at it online, look at their website, look at their social media, or go one time. You, you will not pick up what they're putting down. I promise you. The first time you go and visit another location that you're looking to learn from, it's like uh, when you teach somebody something. They're not going to absorb all of it the first time. You need to go several times so that you really pick up on what's happening. Like the subconscious stuff. The things that were so subtle, but they're extremely impactful that you never even realized. Right at a gym, like, oh yeah, I went to Orange Theory and went one time, this is what I learned. And I'm like, how about this, 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 and this? All things that I know Orange Theory does because I've been to a bunch of classes. He's like, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know they were doing that at the time. I didn't know they only allowed two prospects in. Why do they do that? I'm like, yeah, why do they do that? Why the fuck do you think they do that? But you went one time and you thought it was stupid, and then so you wrote it off like, oh, I know it. You don't know shit. Go multiple times. If you are looking to create a white space model. After you've gone and visited a lot of different models and you, you know, and again, they got to be models that are not what you want to create. That's the other thing. You have to look at the models that you don't want to create. The guy gets on a call with me one time. He pays for the first call. And then at the end of the call, he was kind of annoyed. He's like, yeah, man, I, uh, I kind of thought I was going to get on this call and you were going to kind of lay out for me a new model. I'm like, first off, you thought What? You thought you were going to get a one-hour call with me and I was going to lay out a brand new white space model that's never been tapped into before <laughs> at my hourly rate for one hour. Are you fucking high? Like, here, here's the thing is, you know, on that call I recommended to him, we went to his market and we talked about his travel he was doing and I, I gave him a bunch of different brands I think he should look into. Some obscure that are like one-off mom and pops but have done a really good job. Some of the bigger ones that he had not seen. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but I'm not trying to create that, Stu. I'm not trying to create a Berries. I'm not trying to create an HSM core. I'm not trying to create a shred 415. I, like, yeah, I know. That's why you're going to go look at these. Because I don't get it. What, what, what are you saying? I should go look at things I'm not trying to create? Yeah. Because you're trying to create something that doesn't exist currently, right? Yeah, so I can't send you to go look at that because it doesn't exist currently. Where are we getting lost here? But some of us just get so stuck in like, no, I fucking dislike CrossFit. I don't want to go look at a CrossFit class. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. We need to send you to the best CrossFit gyms, the most successful ones. Look at how they're doing it. Look at what you can take away and what you know you don't want to do because you know you don't want to do CrossFit, but you want to exploit its weakness. Well, you cannot understand its weaknesses unless you've been inside the beast. You can't. Well, they're just dirty and dogs fuck on the floor and everyone wears knee sleeves all day. Like, Man, there's the funny things that I make fun of too, the stereotypical things. But again, if you're really trying to create a business around this, it might behoove you to fucking spend a little bit of extra effort to really investigate the white space and what these brands that you don't want to be are doing. Because by doing that, you will, you will find the vulnerabilities and opportunities. And the money, the, the opportunity to make money and, and show up in a market and crush lies in mastering the opportunities and vulnerabilities of the other models. Alchemy 365 is one of my favorite examples of this. They loved what Core Power Yoga was doing as a company. They loved what CrossFit was doing. They actually owned three of the most successful CrossFits in Minneapolis. 
They love those two models, but they didn't want to be either one of those two. They wanted to create something different, and they believed there was enough vulnerability in each model. So they own CrossFit, so, and they own the, you know, if you went to, you, when you did CrossFit in Minneapolis, you probably went to one of their gyms. They understood their own vulnerabilities and opportunities there. Core Power Yoga, they had to do more research. They hired people from Core Power Yoga. They really studied it for years, and they created Alchemy 365, which is right there in the middle. If you're not familiar with their fitness model, go check it out, right? They, they designed and created the Torpedo. They created this model that, that feels kind of yoga-ish, but with good strength and conditioning in it, very basic, simple strength and conditioning. It, it works, and it's done very well. They're in two markets. I'm excited. I'm actually flying out to Denver later this summer to go interview uh, the current CEO, Tyler Quinn. He was the co-founder uh, alongside of Mike Jones. So going to go out there and learn more about Alchemy and their growth plans and, and what's going on in their Denver model, our Denver uh, market. But I mean, think about that. Like that, I mean, that's a great uh, story of a, a white space being identified and then created. But the high-level investigation had to occur in order for that to transpire, right? They had to know what they didn't want to be so that they can make sure that what they created really fit in that white space. I, my biggest recommendation, like when it comes to these kind of things, and you're you know, kind of putting pen to paper, most of you guys have a model already, and if you want to change your model, that's a, we're talking something a little bit different. Right? You're talking about a rebrand type scenario, I want to switch my model up, that, that's a little bit different. You still, again, have to find something that's gonna work, right? You have to exploit the opportunities and vulnerabilities of what's prevalent, but, when you currently have something, the, the best thing to do, kind of like what Alchemy did, they kept their CrossFit gyms. They didn't roll them into the new thing. They created a new thing. They did a bunch of R&D. They did small, like, they rented, like, sublet, small little commercial spaces to test it out and um, to see if it would hit before taking on all the risk of signing a lease and a build-out. You, you, if you're going to do this, if you're looking to do this and... You already have the existing model. There is some inherent risk. You've probably heard the story of like how I did at Urban Movement. I wish I could have kept CrossFit South End going. If I, I, I still wish I had CrossFit South End today. But I had to relocate the business and roll it all into my new brand of Urban Movement because I was getting kicked out of my other location, right? It really, I didn't really have much of a choice. But if I could do it all over again, if I had my way, I would 100% would have kept CrossFit South End alive and well and opened up my new white space model, which was Urban Movement. But for those of you guys that are sitting there on the concept side right now, you're thinking of ideas. You got to investigate the different models. So let's do another one. Um, business model, let's go Health Club or Globo Gym. Okay, that is one of the eight business models. The fitness model there is just open gym, right? Open access, right? It's whatever fitness model somebody wants who goes there. Now, Previously, the one side, the one prevalent model for years has been big box, high cost, high uh, you know operating cost, high commercial real estate needs, low membership, high volume. Or like low membership, lower membership price, high volume in comparison to the micro gym boutique sector of the industry. Now you go and let's go to the other side. So that's what's one model, right? Health club. But let's look at something that's doing really well, micro gyms. What if, somebody, what, what if somebody wanted to make white space between two different business models? 
health clubs, and micro gyms. What would that look like? Well, I think Garage Gym um, out of New Jersey, Sam Tooley and uh, Kieran, I think he they're doing a, an incredible job up there. I'm gonna go interview them later this summer as well. I think Infinite Training Systems out in um, Newport Beach, California, Santa Mesa area is doing an incredible job. I think the Garage Gym, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, um, oh, sorry, Core 24, out of South Carolina and now in Charlotte, North Carolina is doing an incredible job. I think uh, what my man uh, Ken Stewart is doing with Iron Built um, down in Virginia, doing an incredible job with a boutique, small, open gym model, right? No group class, all open gyms. So it is essentially, it is technically a health club global gym. It's small and boutique. Its fitness model is open gym access. There is no class. They don't give a fuck what methodology you do. You're paying for access to the equipment and the vibes and the membership. That model, and I've talked about on this podcast a lot in the past year, I am very bullish on. Right? I created a business plan around one called Annex, and I'm not going to lie, Corey Kiefer opening up Core 24 in Charlotte, North Carolina, kind of fucked that up for me. There's no, I don't think anyone's going to do it better than Corey. I think Core 24 is... He, that dude understands design, fashion, and vibe better than I will ever understand it. And um, while well, I still think Annex could do well, my boutique open like twenty four seven staffless micro gym like that uh, open gym model could do well. Fuck, I don't want to go toe to toe with Core Twenty Four. It's, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you that I just, I respect like I've got, I'm buying a founding membership the second they're available. Fucking love it. And there's just something nice about being on this side of the sidelines. Now it's like when Kirk Herb street went and worked for ESPN instead of throwing the football. It's, it's nice being on this side. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, deviated from that conversation, but guys, the white space, it can happen in between different business models. It can, you know, you could find some like between, what if someone's like, hey, I want to do something that's like an MMA, you know, private, you know, semi-private studio or an MMA fitness studio and an open gym concept? Okay, let's talk, right? Let's say somebody wanted to do something between a micro gym model, right, where it's open gym, whatever it may be, and, you know, the online or the open gym thing, right? You're going to have like a little bit of both. You're going to have group classes and the open gym boutique kind of thing. Cool, nifty, let's talk. Let's say someone want to have individual design or semi-private personal training, right? Mixed with something else. Like, you can mix these business models, right? You can mix the fitness models. Like, again, it's anything. And, and here's the thing is the more points of, the, of uh, existing models you look at and investigate to steal from and to learn from, the more unique your thing, right? So if someone's like, Core 24, what's that? And you flew to Greenville, South Carolina and Seneca, South Carolina. You looked at both locations. And you're like, I'm going to make something that's better than this. Okay, I guarantee you it looks one shade different than what Core 24 is. Because you looked at one model. You got to look at multiple fucking models. You have to. The more you look at and the more you pull from, the bigger the white space opportunity is. Because the more vulnerabilities you've yanked out of those other models. All right, I don't know how many times I said models today, but if you were to play a drinking game to this fucking episode, you'd be fucking hammered. Um, 
guys, that's all I got. I, I again, I'm real excited. This, uh, I re- I'm liking these like four part, three part courses I'm doing in MGU, because um, a lot of these topics are just so deep, and I really want to. I want you guys to have such a great comprehensive understanding. I want you next time you go to a mastermind or a, a business conference and people are sitting around talking shop, I'd love for you guys to be able to just fucking just start dropping fucking bombs and knowledge. And people are like, are you speaking here? And they're like, no, I'm just participating. I'm like, how the fuck do you know so much? And I, you know, you have to give me credit for it. Just fucking, I just want that for you guys. I just want people to be like, fuck, you're smart. Because that's, that's why I created MGU. Um, anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.